Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome to the 29th episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday, the show created by us, your sports gurus, for you, our heroes, our listeners. We know you have diapers to change. We know you have dogs to walk. We know you have a job, birthday parties to attend, baby showers to make an appearance at. I get it. You're busy. This is why I've selected the top eight sports matchups taking place from Thursday to Sunday. So you don't have to worry about them. They're delivered to you. All the best matchups. If you are not excited for the Bills to play the Patriots on Saturday afternoon, if you are not excited to see the LA Rams play the San Francisco 49ers on Saturday night, you are not a sports fan. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to be your host for the evening. It is my pleasure to take you on this magical journey. I'm usually joined by my co-host Andres Ramirez, the betting man of the group, the gambler, the other piece to the pie. However, he has some loose ends that he needs to tie up before the year ends. So tonight, I'm doing it solo. We have a lot of NBA matchups to cover. We have a lot of NFL matchups to cover. It's that time of the year. Hockey has not quite heated up just yet. College football is taking a little bit of a break. And college basketball, well, we'll get into that in a couple months. So if you're ready, I'm ready. We're going to get into it after a quick message from our sponsor. Who likes football? Who likes the NFL? I know I do. And if you watched any of the games on Sunday, you, my friend, saw some great headlines being created right in front of your very own eyes. I've created five headlines myself to recap what happened in the NFL. Let's start with number one. Patriots get caught with eyes on the prize. If you have paid attention at all lately to what's going on The New England Patriots were caught filming the sidelines of the Cincinnati Bengals. So apparently there were advanced scouts in the booth, the press booth, with cameras on the Cincinnati Bengals sidelines who have only won one game. The New England Patriots could very well win their division. They could very well make it back to the Super Bowl. So why would you risk all this negative publicity to film the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are bad. They've won one game this year. They're so bad. I don't understand why the Patriots continue to get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Could it be something? Maybe. But the thing is, why even go that route? Just go to Cincinnati, beat them, beat them badly, and move on to the next game. No need to film anything. Second headline, Jerry is jonesing. The Cowboys owner quoted after the Cowboys beat the LA Rams on Sunday, 44 to 21, they beat them down. Jerry Jones says, and this is from the Bleacher Report, I must tell you, our team played above my expectations tonight. I'm really proud of them. End quote. I'm a Cowboys fan, and they yeah, they did play above my expectations. I expect the Cowboys to lose pretty much every single game. Obviously, with that mentality, with that quote, 
Jerry Jones probably woke up on Sunday thinking that they were going to lose as well. So the Cowboys had a great game. They were firing at all cylinders, and Jerry is jonesing. Cowboys have a big game this weekend coming up against the Philadelphia Eagles, and I will get into that later on in the show. Headline number three, Julio, get the stretch. I would sing it just like Bruno Mars, but I cannot sing. So Julio, get the stretch. That's a direct quote from Bruno Mars' song. The Falcons pulled off one of the upsets of the season. They beat the 49ers. The Atlanta Falcons have five wins on the year. They're not doing that great, but they have beaten the 49ers and the New Orleans Saints. The Niners and Saints could easily meet each other in the NFC Championship. So kudos to the Atlanta Falcons. Kudos to Julio Jones catching the game-winning pass with just two seconds left in the game. And Julio, congratulations on being selected to yet another Pro Bowl. Fourth headline, open the windows, catch the breeze. I know I'm only supposed to talk about games that take place from Thursday to Sunday. However, Drew Brees just broke Peyton Manning's career touchdown record. He now has 541 for his career, and Peyton, who has retired, can no longer throw touchdown passes, sits at 539. So congratulations, Drew Brees. You lit it up on Monday night. You helped my fantasy team advance to the championship round, so I love it. You're the man. I really, really want you to win another Super Bowl. I've predicted that the Saints win the Super Bowl. I've been saying this since Teddy Bridgewater beat the Seahawks, I believe, in week five or six. I can get into that, though, in a couple weeks, should the Saints stick around in the playoffs. But for now, Drew Brees, congratulations on being the man right now. Congratulations on holding that record. Fifth and final headline, Lamar Action Jackson. My, oh my, Lamar Jackson, you are playing with a chip on your shoulder. You were passed up by pretty much everybody. The Ravens took a chance on you, and you threw five touchdown passes on Thursday night. You kicked off the sports weekend with five touchdown passes. You broke Michael Vick's single-season rushing record. You tore it up. Congratulations, Michael Vick. Congratulated him. Everybody wants to see Lamar Jackson succeed. I talk to a lot of people who follow sports, and I just cannot find somebody that says they hate Lamar Jackson. Keep it up. Keep it up. I cannot wait to see how your playoff run ends this year. Most likely, you'll make it to the Super Bowl, but I know you're humble. I know you're poised, and I know you're not going to overlook next week's matchup. So congratulations for now, and we're going to get into the picks coming up, the top eight games that I've selected. Let's start with Thursday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Los Angeles Lakers, my very own Lakers, take on the Milwaukee Bucks. This is the NBA. The Lakers have LeBron James. The Lakers have Anthony Davis. They traded away quite a few players to get Anthony Davis, and it has paid dividends. The um, Milwaukee Bucks have Giannis Antetokounmpo and a strong supporting cast. The Milwaukee Bucks made it to the NBA Eastern Conference Finals last year. So why should you watch this game? I'll tell you why you should watch this game. This is a preview of a potential NBA Finals matchup. One of these two teams can very well start the next decade with a championship to bring home to their city. Will it be the Lakers? Will it be the Bucks? Not too sure just yet, but I do know that this Thursday, that game's gonna be great. And of course, yours truly, I'm taking the Lakers to win. 7.30 p.m., same day, Thursday. The Houston Rockets take on 
the LA Clippers. The Clippers, the new look Clippers, by the way. The owner, Steve Ballmer, has gone crazy. He went and got Kawhi Leonard. He went and got Paul George. He has a strong supporting cast around those guys. I don't want to overuse the word supporting cast, but I'm sorry. The Clippers have a really strong one. They have a Hall of Fame coach, Doc Rivers, on their sideline. Meanwhile, the Rockets went out and uh, they got Russell Westbrook on their team. They still have James Harden and they have Mike D'Antoni. I think Mike D'Antoni is not that great of a coach. He gets you to the playoffs. He doesn't really win, though. He doesn't win any championships. He's kind of like Chip Kelly in that in that sense. A lot of flair, a lot of wins, no hardware. I'm taking the Clippers to win this one Thursday night only because they're at home and they have the better team, in my opinion. Moving on from Thursday to Friday, another NBA matchup. And these two teams are, um, I don't want to say that they're not good. They're obviously great teams. I just don't think that they're going to win their conferences. I do think, though, that the Dallas Mavericks can take the Lakers to six or seven games in a seven-game series. And I do think that the Philadelphia 76ers can take the Milwaukee Bucks to a seven or six-game series. So these teams do, you know, they do warrant a little bit of attention. The Dallas Mavericks have a rising star in Luka Doncic. He's 20 years old, and this kid is crazy good. He can pass. He can shoot. He can get to the hole. And he's accompanied by his teammate, Kristaps Porzingis, who the Mavericks acquired via trade from the New York Knicks. I don't know if I'll ever talk about the Knicks on this show because they're that bad. And the Philadelphia 76ers have drafted a lot of great players over the years. And I'm taking the Sixers to win on Friday night because they have a great team. They're at home. And the Mavericks, well, I just don't trust them right now to beat the Sixers on the road. Moving on to the games that I touched upon in the introduction, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are having a great season. Right now, they're 10 and four. They are on fire. They just clinched a playoff berth and they could definitely beat the Patriots at 1.30 on Saturday afternoon. I'm taking the Bills to win. The New England Patriots are 11 and three. They're actually a really good team. I mean, as my coworker Dan would say, clam chowder, he's been on the show a couple times. He'll say that this is the worst Patriots team he's ever seen. He'll say that this is the worst 11-3 team that he's ever seen in recent memory. I think the Bills come in. I think the Bills do it. I mean, if the Cowboys can go into New England and hold the Patriots to 12, I'm sorry, to 13 points, the Bills can definitely do the same. And I think the Bills got them. So I'm taking the Bills to upset the Patriots on Saturday afternoon. Moving on to Saturday night, the LA Rams, my mom's team. She loves the Rams. They are from LA. My mom's from LA. The San Francisco 49ers are trying to defend home field. I guess you can call it home field. I mean, they play in Santa Clara. It's a little bit away from San Francisco. However, the Niners crowd will be strong. This game's at 5:15. I am looking to see the Niners beat the Rams. I know the Rams just beat the Seahawks not too long ago, but they got destroyed, exposed against the Cowboys, and the Niners, well, they just got beat by a very bad, very bad Atlanta team. You don't want to you don't want to face the Niners 
after losing to Atlanta. They have to reestablish their dominance and get back on track. The Niners are for real. They can do it. The Rams, it's time to just put the dog to sleep, San Francisco. Take the Rams out back. Finish them off. That way, you guys can have a little bit more breathing room and possibly get home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. So those are the two games for Saturday. Moving on to Sunday, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tennessee Titans at 10 a.m. You might be wondering, Patrick, why am I going to be watching the Saints at Titans? Well, I'll tell you why. I made it to the fantasy football finals in my office league, and I have Drew Brees. He's going to light him up. I'm going to be watching that game. But seriously, though, you should watch the Tennessee Titans play because the Tennessee Titans sit right now at 8-6. and six. They have a chance to make the playoffs. The Saints have a chance to also challenge the Niners for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Both teams have a lot at stake. Both teams are going to play hard. This is going to be a good football game that you're not going to want to miss. Of course, I'm taking the Saints to win. But I don't think that it's going to be a blowout. I think the Titans are going to hang in there, and they're going to actually give them a game. However, Saints prevail Sunday morning. Moving on to the 125 game. If you haven't guessed it by now, it's the Dallas Cowboys heading to Philadelphia, taking on the Eagles. The Cowboys did great against the Rams. They scored 44 points. What's not to be excited about? I'll tell you what's not to be excited about. They're still the damn Cowboys. I've been a Cowboys fan my entire life. Why do you build me up, Buttercup, just to let me down? I don't want that to happen. I am taking the Cowboys to win only because they're going to run the ball with Zeke. Their backup running back, Tony Pollard, had 124 yards against the Rams. They got to get him involved more. They got to get Pollard the ball more. They got to give Zeke the ball more. Let Dak only throw 20 times. Dak Prescott should not be throwing the ball 30 times. He should throw the ball 20 times and they should run the ball the rest of the game. That's how you control the clock. That's how you beat the Eagles. That's how you take the crowd out of it. Philadelphia Eagles have the craziest fans in the NFL. They have a drunk tank inside their stadium. That's how crazy the Eagles fans are. How do you take them out of the game? You run the ball, you run the clock, you put them to sleep. I'm supposed to only talk about games from Thursday to Sunday, but there's one more that I want to mention. This is the eighth and final game. It's Monday Night Football. This is the Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. 5.15 p.m. I'm taking Green Bay to win. I hate the Packers. I cannot stand the Packers because they beat my Cowboys pretty much every year in the playoffs. That's why I don't like them. So if uh, you hate somebody, it's probably because they're good. And the Vikings, well, here's the thing about the Vikings is that they're really good this year. I mean, they got 10 wins. They're a solid team. But Kirk Cousins, he can't win on Monday night. He always loses. 
Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Vikings, has not won one Monday night game in his entire career. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, man, Aaron Rodgers can't miss. He wins big games. He's got the commercials for State Farm. He's got his hot little race car girlfriend, Danica Patrick. His brother hates him, though. However, I don't think he cares that much. Aaron Rodgers cannot miss, and he's not going to miss Monday night. I'm taking the Packers to win. So just to recap, Thursday to Monday this week. Those are the games. Don't be afraid to watch them. Don't be afraid to cheer. Have a great time. Man, that pepper segment, huh? Eight exciting games to keep up with. It sounds like a lot. Sounds a bit overwhelming. I get it. Don't worry, though. I got you covered. All you have to do is follow the Instagram and Facebook page, Weekend Starts on Wednesday. I'll make sure to post all the updates right before the games are supposed to start, and I'll make sure to remind you who I think is going to win. Remember, Facebook, Instagram, Weekend Starts on Wednesday. I just went over the eight games that you should be watching from Thursday to Monday and why. There's also the other side to sports, the dark side, the side that stresses you out, the side that drives you crazy, and that's betting. Scared money don't make money, baby. And I got two hot bets for you that I'm going to be going with. Listen up. This weekend at 1.05 p.m., the Raiders play the Los Angeles Chargers. They were saying that the Raiders game last Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars up in Oakland, that that was the last game for the Raiders at home. No, 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 no. This game, this Sunday, this is the last home game for the Raiders because that little stadium out in Carson, California, that holds about 25,000 people is going to be swarming with Raider fans. The place is going to be a gigantic black hole, and I'm taking the Raiders to cover that spread. It's six and a half points. So that means that if the Raiders lose by six or less or even win, my bet hits. The Raiders are not going to lose by seven or more. The Chargers are not that good. The Raiders are not that good. You got two average teams going at it, and this is going to be a Raiders home game. So pay attention to that one. 105 on Sunday, the Raiders cover that six and a half point spread, meaning that they lose by six or less. Same time, roughly 1:25 p.m., the Seattle Seahawks host the Arizona Cardinals. The Seahawks are minus nine and a half points. So that means that the Seahawks have to win by 10 or more for that bet to hit. I think they do. I think the Seahawks win big. Last time the Seahawks played the Cardinals in the second week of the season in Arizona, they won by 17 points. It was 27 to 10. And that was before the Seahawks even came to full throttle. That's before the Seahawks came to fruition on their identity. The Seahawks know exactly what kind of team they are right now, and they are going to destroy the Cardinals. My brother-in-law, Adam, is a Cardinals fan. Sorry, Adam. My cousin Josh is a Seahawks fan. So congratulations, Josh. I'm handing you this victory a little bit early. Seahawks win by 10 or more. And those are the two bets that I think for sure are going to hit. The Raiders are going to lose by six or less. 
If not, they're going to win. And the Seahawks win by 10 or more. If you're not a better, if you're not a gambler, a gentleman's bet, maybe a friendly wager with your friend, a bottle of wine, a six pack, something like that. A cup of coffee. Just put a little something on the game to make it that much more exciting. I wouldn't be a crazy sports guru if I didn't have bold predictions. These are the predictions that make me a fanatic. These are the predictions where you look and you say, huh, maybe Patrick does know a little bit about sports. So I'm going to get into it. I have two bold predictions for you. My bold prediction of the weekend is that the Cowboys run the ball a ton against the Eagles. I'm predicting Ezekiel Elliott gets three touchdowns on Sunday. Not one, not two, but three. Feed Zeke the ball. Zeke's going to get three touchdowns. Mark my words. My second bold prediction. I said that the Bills defense was going to shut down the Patriots. It's going to be hard to get to Tom Brady. It's going to be rough. But sticking with the number three, the trio. Bills are going to sack Tom Brady three times. They might sack him four. They might might sack him five. But I'm saying for sure they're going to sack Tom Brady three times. And you guys, you've seen Tom Brady when he gets sacked. You've seen Tom Brady when he is not comfortable. He gets so mad. He gets so mad. You can see him yelling at everybody, pissed off at the world when he's getting flustered. So Saturday afternoon, prepare to see Tom Brady flustered. Sunday afternoon, prepare to see Zeke eat. Those are Patrick's bold predictions for the weekend. I've got a few scumbags that I want to talk about right now, but I don't have much time. So I'm going to talk about one scumbag. On every single team, there is a scumbag. On every single fantasy team, there's a scumbag. Whenever you lose a bet, it's not your fault. It's the scumbag's fault. The scumbag of the night is the person who has sucked the joy out of your sports world. The person who has let you down and ruined your day. My cousin Andrew Arias, he texted me and he said, Pat, this week's scumbag, I would like to nominate the Angels owner, Artie Moreno. Now, Artie is not the worst owner in the world. They have won a championship. I mean, granted, it was 17 years ago. However, he says Artie Moreno just gave Anthony Rendon, the reigning World Series champion from the Washington Nationals, $245 million contract for seven years. Now, Anthony Rendon is a terrific third baseman. I don't know if he deserves $245 million and... Remember Mike Trout? We all know who that is. Well, Artie Moreno gave him 12 years, $430 million. My, oh my, that's a lot of money. And if you're going to win a World Series, you're going to need pitching. 
you can't just pay all kinds of offensive players. And that's what my cousin Andrew was saying. He's, I mean, Mike Trout is worth every penny. He's going to go down as, you know, the greatest player in MLB history, most likely. Anthony Rendon, I mean, he's he's good. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see him play for the Dodgers, but that's a lot of money. So you have two guys that can, you know, get on base, that can produce runs, but you have no money invested in pitching. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've won fantasy baseball championship three years in a row. I got pitching on those teams. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I have won four World Series playing MLB The Show on PlayStation 4. I had pitching on those teams. Seriously, though, all jokes aside, you have to pay pitchers. You're not going to win the World Series with no pitching. And that's what Andrew was getting at. You know, he was saying, like, he is a happy Angels fan. He's going to go to the games. He's going to see some big names. He's going to see some home runs. But then he's also going to see the other team hit home runs with their big names. So I feel you, cousin. I get it. For now, enjoy the moment. See what Artie can do. But, yeah, you're right. He's your scumbag. He's taking the joy out of you being an Angels fan right now because he's got you worried that there's no pitching on the team. Now, the scumbags of the night can be sent to me. You can text them. You can put them on Instagram. You can message me. I will get to them. And I want to thank you for listening. The listeners, the heroes, you are not the scumbags. The last 30 minutes, you now know the best eight games to watch from Thursday to Monday. I promise you, these are the most exciting sports matchups. I went through everything. I went through college basketball. I went through hockey. I looked at everything. The NFL and NBA games that I talked about, they are top-notch. They're going to be high-quality entertainment. You know a little bit of money-making bets. You can place a friendly wager. You could even go to Vegas, put a little money down if you happen to be in Vegas this weekend. You have some bold predictions to talk about around the water cooler. And you have a little bit of headlines from last week to discuss as well around the water cooler. I hope you enjoyed the show. Bet responsibly, drink responsibly, and if you're not going to drink responsibly, call a Lyft, call an Uber, call your mama. Get home safely. Good luck and good night.